Hey, what's going on? This is Strange Talk with Doc, and we're going to do something a little bit different from now on. Every Monday, we're going to wrap up the weekend sports, whatever big news happened, and I got a bit of a golf story that I would like to tell you. Uh, Welcome. I hope everything is fine with you, and I hope everything is fine with yours. Let's get the bad news out of the way, get it over with, so we can move on and have a little bit of fun discussions, okay? COVID, 194,000 cases. Well, that's deaths, I'm sorry, in the United States of America. 6.5 million cases. We got 28.9 million cases worldwide and 921,000 deaths worldwide. People, continue to do the right things. Do not get caught up in the bullshit. Do not get caught up in the minutia that you don't have to distance that you don't need to wear a mask. I want you to live and I want you to have the best life you possibly can, but be safe. And if you're not willing to be safe for you, be safe for others. Conduct yourself as an adult. Don't be tricked. Don't be fooled. And don't listen to other people when it comes to bad and false information. Don't you want to see 2021? Don't you want to hang out with your kids? Don't you want to see them graduate? Don't you want to just and go back to normal life, but it takes all of us. And that's all I'm going to say about that. My heart goes out to the people suffering in California, Oregon, and Washington State with these wildfires. I mean, it, it's devastating. It seems like it happens every year. So I feel horrible for them. I feel horrible for the loss. I feel horrible that they have to deal with smog and smoke and things of that nature. And I'm hoping that, uh, you know, nature takes care of this. Nature has a way of uh, healing itself, and I hope that nature brings the rains, I mean, brings massive rains and puts these fires out so that these people, I mean, think about it. They're already dealing with enough of corona, unrest, and things of that nature. Now you have nature kicking ass, so I, I my heart goes out to them. It really does. I watched a documentary this weekend called Unfit, the Psychological of Donald Trump psychology of Donald Trump. I'm sorry. I would recommend that you watch this. Uh, It was a quick documentary. I didn't even know it was out there. It was done by this group of doctors. I mean, there was even some sycophants from Donald who spoke in the documentary, but it really laid down how he is thought about in the psychiatrist community, how he functions and how it sets up into different uh, psychological categories. I just think it's a very good watch. It's not going to take a lot of your time. Like I said, an hour, hour and a half at max. It was well done. It was quick. It was fast. It was to the point. There was not a lot of wasted spaces. So I I give that a big thumbs up. I also watched this show called Pea Valley. I guess it's about a strip club in the deep south, somewhere in the Delta. It was not for me. Uh, the lead character, male lead character, was a, uh, I don't know if I could even call him transgender because he had a full beard that was shaped up lovely, but he was a big dude. He was obviously dressed feminine, but he looked masculine, so I didn't know what to make about it. It was a show that was just a complete and utter waste of my time. I really did not enjoy it. I also watched Power Book 2, Ghosts, Tariq cannot carry a show. The first episode was pulling teeth. I mean, it was really bad. 
Power over the years has always had bad storylines, if you're going to be honest about it. And this was just a series of nonsense that matched nonsense that went along with nonsense. So uh, right now, I'm going to give it one more try because I stuck through all those seasons of Power just to see. But more than likely, it looks like I will be bailing on this show. This is not something that I think that I'm going to be interested in. So our boy Conor McGregor gets in trouble again, this time in Corsair. Uh, the, the UFC, it's not really their responsibility, but if they have to separate themselves from him until he can seem to get his shit together, no man's name should repeatedly come up on sexual assault offenses. Conor you got all the tea in China, man. Live a good life. I'm sure the girls are throwing themselves at you. And I am not accusing or claiming, saying that he's guilty of anything. So don't get me wrong. That I will not do. I do not play the rumor or gossip mill. But I don't like to see celebrities who can do better, who have more opportunities, names constantly in the media for nonsense it's time to make sure that your name is associated with something positive i mean there are a lot of kids that look up to connor no shit man ufc had a card this week waterson versus uh hill i haven't completed the card i probably will do that today before i watch first take but the fights that I seen were very interesting. There were some quick knockout submissions and things of that nature. And I love the UFC, so I really enjoy watching the UFC. And I believe they have a big car coming up this week. But I do my normal show, and I will be doing my normal show on Saturday. And I will go into detail of what will be on the card for this weekend. So the NCAA football kicked back off. And I seen that in Florida, they had some what you would call normal size crowds. Uh, I thought that was kind of weird. I don't know, you know, once again, if people are always taking this as serious as, as it needs to be taken. But, you know, we do have college football. So you have the NFL, you do have college football. So I'm pretty sure that the NCAA basketball will be back in one way, shape, or form. Miss Naomi Osaka, she won the U.S. Open tennis again which was great. Uh, I hate seeing Serena play the way she does. She seems to struggle even when she gets ahead. I watched her play a couple of times last week. I thought, you know, why not? What else am I doing at this particular moment? Let me give Serena a quick look. And I seen her one match. She had to really struggle with this young lady and probably somebody a couple of years ago that she would have just demolished. But, you know, she's getting older. She has some health problems when she had the baby. I wish that she could bow out gracefully because it seems like it's Osaka's party right now. And sometimes champions and athletes and competitors don't know when it's the proper time to actually bail on anything. And it seems like that's the cycle that she's caught up in right now. But I wish her the best. You know, Serena is a, a powerful force. She's an inspiration to a lot of young ladies. She's an inspiration to the black race. I mean, she's not been an embarrassment to us in any way, shape, or form. She's been an uplifting champion, and I want to remember her always as a champion. So the NFL kicked off this week, and I'm going to talk briefly about just the Chiefs versus the Texans. The fans were disgusting. To boo, lift every voice and sing. To boo. Players coming together in a show of unity 
says a lot about those people. But the NFL owners also are wrong. Thinking that you can just put Black Lives Matter or end racism in an end zone, painted in green, is going to change anything is foolish. It means basically nothing. It's words. I have tattoos from head to toe. And to somebody else, they don't mean anything. They are words. They are pictures. They are drawings. And I understand that. To me, they have great value. But to everybody else, they don't mean diddly squat. And that's all. I mean, these billionaires have to put their names behind things. They can pick up phones and speak to congressmen and senators and the president. They can make actions happen. And they're so off base that in the highlight reel of Lift Every Voice and Sing is actually a caption of Colin Kaepernick taking the knee. The same thing that they fought against, they have Colin Kaepernick taking the knee in their own preview. Now, you tell me, how much sense does that make? To me, that makes literally no sense. Now, right now, because I promised I would do it. I want to tell a little quick story about me and golf, how I got to golf. First of all, this week, my Cubs were delivered. The first time that I ever got custom-fitted, custom-sized clubs, they were delivered this week. I am ecstatic. I cannot wait for those bad boys to hit some balls. I have not taken them out. I'm still hugging, loving, and kissing them. I mean, they're the prettiest clubs I've ever had. They actually are the right size for me, so I'm ecstatic. Long story short, young man playing football from the age of six years old to the age of 24. So I've always been a football player. In between being a football player, I boxed. I had 84 amateur fights. I was a very good boxer. I wanted to go to the 1980 Olympics. That was my goal. Even though I was pretty young at the time, I would have probably been right under the proper age. But the United States boycotted, Jimmy Carter boycotted the 80 team. And the guy who actually made the team at my weight, because like I said, I played football. So I was 147 pound football player in high school, halfback. I dropped down to 119 because I'm short. I didn't have the arm length to fight guys taller than me. So I dropped down to 119, and the gentleman who made the team that year, 1980 U.S. Olympic team, even though they didn't compete, is a brother named Jackie Beard. You can look him up if you want. I think he actually fought a couple of times for the title when he turned pro. So I, after I decide no longer want to box, I go into the United States Navy. I waste my time in the Navy. I come out of the Navy. First thing I do is I get a job. I look out and I get a job on Wall Street. I meet these gentlemen on Wall Street. We were real, live, savage wolves. I am not bullshitting you. When I say wolves, we were wolves. We conducted ourselves as the best dressed wolves you've ever fucking seen. We overdrank. We ran through girls. We made too much money too young. And these young white boys decided, you know what, Doc? We want to take you golfing. And I kept telling them for the longest, no, you know, what the fuck is a black man from Bed-Stuy doing golfing? Now, I understand that I'm running around 
with my little Brooks Brothers suit on. And I got my Johnson and Murphy shoes. And I'm wearing a Movado watch. But I don't have no fucking business on the golf course. So I say no, guys. And for about a year, they badger me. They finally get me out to golf. And the first time I went out, naturally, like everybody else, I sucked, but I had a great time. In golf, this was around 1985, 86, has been a part of my life ever since. I uh, love the game, even though I have done a lot of other athletic things. I power lift, like I said, I boxed. I was able to bench up to 414 pounds was my max power lifting. I did natty competitions. And that was something I was into. But I knew that one day I wouldn't be able to play football. And I played football up to the age of 24. All kinds of little semi-pro leagues all over New York City. I played everywhere. And unfortunately, my last football game, I broke my radial head, which is the bone in your elbow. Most excruciating pain that I ever felt in my life. And so I figured... What else do I have left? I'm not the best basketball player. I'm only a decent basketball player. So I go on and I start with this golf and I start like a lunatic going to the fucking range two, three times a week. And it just kept doing. I could never get anybody to go one time. I did say that I never got anybody to go. And that's a falsehood. I look back at my memory bank and once I got three gentlemen to go with me to Chelsea Piers, but they forced me to bowl. And if anybody knows me, I fucking hate bowling. But I bowled with them so that they would go to the driving range with me. But that's as far as I could get. So I continued to golf. And I found out that over the years, me and my golf game was a lily white game. I mean, I spent more time at country clubs. I spent more time at semi-private clubs. I didn't do a lot of uh, public courses. I don't really know public courses around America, but I played private courses. You name it, I played them. Japan, Italy, Greece, Utah, California, Texas, Florida, Connecticut, Jersey, Delaware, I mean, I will go anywhere to play golf except for the A&M. And the A&M is Alabama and Mississippi. I will not set foot in Alabama or Mississippi for under no reason. It's just not going to happen. But, oh, let's not forget, I definitely golfed in Puerto Rico and Dominican Republic, Las Vegas. So, Indiana. I mean, I've golfed everywhere because I love the game of golf. Now, I've never golfed to impress anybody. I've never carried clubs because I wanted to look a certain way. I've always been a good dresser. I am a good dresser today. I got a closet full of fucking Jordans. So clothes and stuff like that matter. How I look and what I put on matters, but it only matters to me. It should not matter to the next person. So I don't go out of my way to do anything to impress anybody. That is not what it's about. So I developed this game where I'm steady 90 to 82. And I'm happy with that. I'm happy with that. I'm not trying to be fixed. I'm not looking for anybody to fix me. I go out. I compete as hard as I possibly can with the people that I go on the course with. I don't embarrass myself as far as I'm concerned. And I feel good about what I do. I feel 
good about what I do. It's a experience for me each and every time I go out there. I feel blessed to be out there. I be, I'm blessed to be able to breathe, to be able to see, to be able to walk, to be able to talk, because there have been issues in my life where I have not been able to breathe been able to see, being able to walk, and to be able to talk. So when I have that pleasure, there is nothing that any man, woman, or child can take away from me. I consider myself every day when I wake up to be the happiest human being on the planet. You won't see me laugh. You won't see me smile. But inside, my heart is always glowing. And that is a guarantee. That's a promise that I make to me and I make to my maker. You keep me, I stay happy. I complain about nothing. I have never broken a golf club. I've never thrown a club. I don't cuss on the course. I smoke cigars, but I never smoke cigars on the course. I do not drink on the course. I do not talk on the course. You can play 18 holes with me, and you will not hear me utter a single solitary word other than how you doing, and when it's over, good round. Maybe we'll see each other again, but I am not a big talker, and I think that people get confused because you do a podcast that you like to talk. One has nothing to do with the other. I do this because this is what I do, not because I sit around all week long talking. So I I had to humble myself, and I rejoined a golf group that I left because I don't have the energy or the time in my day with the other things that are going on with me to maintain or even try to build a golf page of my own. I see that people are out there already successful, so I decided that this black man here will actually join in instead of being an anti or going against. There is nothing wrong with figuring out and knowing, say, dude, you were dead fucking wrong. Yeah, I was dead fucking wrong. So I apologize. And I apologize to myself. And I actually just did a show about not quitting. But I also, in that show, said a lot of times, you have to be realistic about what you're doing. Do you have the time, the energy, the effort? Do you have the backing? Or are you just banging your head up against a wall? And I decided I'm not going to bang my head up against a wall to do something that is not in my wheelhouse. This is not in my wheelhouse. I do not have a built-in crew of buddies who have any interest in this. I don't have fraternity brothers. I don't have people like that in my life who would help me to build this thing. This podcast, I don't need anybody to help me build it. You, my friend, you, that complete stranger, you have helped me. You have helped me go from 30 people listening to 5,000 people listening. And I appreciate you. Don't think for a second that I take you for granted. I appreciate you and I thank you. And that's why I'm always going to try to be honest, upfront, and as open as humanly possible with you because you deserve that. And I demand that from myself to you. That's a promise that I continue and I hope to be able to always maintain. And the day that I can no longer maintain it, I will quit Strange Talk with Doc. That is a guarantee. Now, I'm just going to take a quick break right here. And I'm going to be back right after this commercial message. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it is the easiest way to make a podcast. Well, let me explain. It is free, people. 
They have creative tools that would allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, which will make your life a lot easier. And this way it can be heard on Spotify, Apple, and many other apps that play podcasts. You can also make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Just go to the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm online to get started and you can thank me later. Thank you for waiting through the commercial break. I appreciate you being here. This is Doc and we're going to go right back on to the show. So Dak Prescott comes out this week and he says that he was going through some emotional issues because his brother's death, suicide, whatever it may have been. And Skip Bayless took that as an opportunity to call him weak. I think that it takes a certain amount of strength to show the world your weaknesses. Does he owe the world the sight of his weakness? No, but a lot of boys and girls, I'm sure, look up to Dak Prescott. And if they said he can make it, maybe I can make it. So if you give anybody inspiration by your plight, I am with you. Skip Bayless crosses the line over and over and over again. That's why I don't appreciate him, nor do I listen to him. I don't bother with him. And I I think that he was wrong. He owes this human being, this human being, an apology. So let's go on to the football game. So the Rams beat my ex-team, the Dallas Cowboys, yesterday, 20 to 17. I no longer give a rat's ass about the Dallas Cowboys. As a matter of fact, I have some golf heads, uh, club heads that I need to get rid of because I'm not going on the golf course with anything cowboy related. The Saints beat the Bucks, what I call the senior bowl. I didn't think that Breeze nor Brady looked particularly well in this game. I didn't think that they, I mean, to have Michael Evans barely catch a pass until the end of the game, uh, to have Michael Thomas barely involved in the offense, I think that they're not ready yet. Maybe it might take a week or two, but I'm expecting better from both teams. The Cards beat the 49ers. Uh, Kyler Murray's the real deal, and I, I I like that little fella. The Chargers beat the Bengals 16-13. They almost had Joe Barrow, a fresh rookie, first game, beat them. I thought the Chargers' offense was lacking. I didn't think they opened up at all. I don't know if they trust Tyrod Taylor. I mean, I don't know if they trust them at all, man, because they didn't do anything. Then you had the Washington football team beat Philly 27-17. Philly is not what they make them out to be. Carson Wentz is overhyped. Let's be honest about that. The quarterback for Washington the kid out of Ohio State, and I'm not even remembering his name right now. You know better than I do, so don't hold me to the fire on it. Haskins, I believe, that's his name, Haskins. He needs a lot of work. I mean, a lot, a lot of work. Now, somebody who does not need a lot of work is Jamal. The Ravens, 38-6 to over the Browns, and the Browns have got major problems, man. I don't know how you fix that. You can't keep having a new coach. The offense has got entirely too many weapons. Jarvis, Odell, you got Hunt, you got Chubbs, you got Njuku, and they still cannot put points on the board. I'm not understanding this. I mean, I don't. I mean, you got a pretty good defense. You got Garrett. 
This is not the strongest division in the world. I mean, they should be competing and competing hard all the time. You had Green Bay Packers and Aaron Rodgers. They beat the Vikes 43-34. The Vikings, I don't know, man. Some teams never ready week one or week two. And I think this is one of those cases. Green Bay just makes it look easy. Devontae Adams just tears people up. I don't think he gets the proper respect that he's due in the NFL. But we shall see if they can maintain this. I mean, let's not forget they went 13 and 3 last week and I, last year, and I didn't even think they were a 13 and 3 type team. You had Chicago beat the Lions 27 23. I thought the Lions would win this game. When you lose to Tabrisky and them little running backs and not much else, I don't even understand that one. That one kind of throws me off. The Raiders look pretty good. They won 34-30 over the Panthers. You know what the Panthers are going to be. They're going to be Christian, Christian, and more Christian. I couldn't even name you a wide receiver on the Panthers. The Raiders have a good offense. I expect a playoff caliber team out of the Las Vegas Raiders this year, so I'm not shocked. The Bills beat the Jets 27-17. I'm a native New Yorker, and I never understood a Jet fan. The Jets are just horrible, and have, for the most part, been horrible for 50 years. Give or take a year here, a year there, where they're pretty decent. But their history, just you could almost write down 10 losses every year when it comes to the Jets. And, you know, they got Crowder, and Bell is already dinged up, so they don't look good. I don't feel good about what they can do or, and what they will do this season. So, you know. I'm expecting them just to have double-digit losses once again. New England beats the Dolphins 21-11. You know, they had Cam looking a little bit like Carolina Cam running. Uh, I think they they got the brakes on him. They got him in a, uh, how would you say it without sounding wrong? They got a restraint on him. They're not opening up. I mean, he can't just go to Edelman all the time. I would throw the ball to the backs out the backfield, Sony and the other back. I mean, you know, Cam has to have a deep threat. Maybe they could find somebody on uh, injury reserve or do the uh, practice wires to help them out. The Seahawks beat Atlanta 38-25. Seahawks are a grinding team, and that's a team that I don't like, but I respect because they grind hard. That's their deal. Not a lot of big stars other than Russell, but they come at you, come at you, come at you, and they never stop coming at you. And that running game is pretty damn tight down there. Now, ATL, who I do not like that new uniform with the big-ass red ATL in the middle of the chest, which looked horrible, I think that they did a all right job, but they have got to incorporate a little bit more than just Julio. I mean, you can't just have Julio and think that you're going to beat teams week after week because what's going to happen is Julio is going to eventually get dinged up like he normally does, it seems like, every single year. And then we had Jacksonville beat the Colts, which I'm shocked. I'd had the Colts win in this game. Jacksonville 27-20 over the Colts. Mishu is proven to us that he is a NFL caliber quarterback and um so we have to reevaluate when they play a football game 
will Jacksonville actually compete and win? And, and you know, that's I, that's what I went on. I was like, no way, Jacksonville. If I had to bet the game, I would have bet that Jacksonville would have lost the game. And I would have been dead wrong. I would have been out money. And like I said, the Chiefs started the season off, and they beat the Texans 34-20. It looks like that Chief train is just a rolling, man. So we have to see over the course of the season, can they stay healthy? If they stay healthy, you can almost pencil them in to the AFC at least division championship game. If not, back to the Super Bowl. Tonight, we have Monday Night Football, and it's a doubleheader for you people. The Giants play the Steelers. I am interested in seeing what Danny Diamonds looks like to start his second season and Saquon Barkley. I don't know if Golden Tate's playing, but I'm a little interested in that. And I'm also very interested in to see what Big Ben looks like coming out of the gate for the Steelers. Then you got the Titans versus the Broncos. And once again, Mr. Vaughn Miller is already injured, and I believe he needs surgery. So I do not know what to expect from the Broncos. So I'm going to go with the Titans because they're another grindum team. And you know what? If they can get that big boy Henry going by like the second half and he could just wear that defense down, I'm picking the Titans. And I'm also picking the Steelers to win. So I did want to say that I'm picking teams here. So the Clippers lose yesterday, right? So they're forcing a game seven against the Nuggets, which will be played Tuesday. I did not expect the Clippers to put themselves in a position to have to go to game seven where anything can happen. I mean, anything can happen. Game seven, an underdog goes in there and has that attitude. We have nothing to lose. And before you know it, the Nuggets are playing the Lakers. You know, we also have game one. Houston is playing for, I mean, I'm sorry, Miami Heat is playing the Boston Celtics. That'll be tomorrow. The Lakers just get to sit on their hands, wait, get more energy in the tank for LeBron and Rondo, who are both 702 years old. So this is playing into their favor. And I just can't wait for what, you know, the finals. I'm, I'm waiting for it. You know, Harden, Harden, Westbrook, well, D'Antoni's gone. I don't know what Houston's going to do with Harding and Westbrook. I don't think it's a winning combination. I think it's one of those things where you might have to cut, you know, and just start over. Go from scratch like I think Philly needs to do. Get rid of these guys. Move on and move on to another area. And and first of all, get a coach that preaches defense, not just come up the court, shoot, give the ball to Harding and let him go crazy, you know. Well, we got a big weekend, and I, like I said, I will talk about this later. But I actually posed this question. U.S. Open Championship Sunday is next week. The NFL Week 2 is next week. There's a possibility that they will be playing baseball and basketball next Sunday. So that is a huge day. And, you know, me personally, I love golf. But will I watch the U.S. Open Championship, if Tiger's close to winning the title, no, I will not. That would be reason enough for me to turn the channel uh, on the PGA. And this is a huge one. This is a major. And I usually sit there and I watch a bit of it Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. I mean, for hours I watch. I mean, I love golf. You know, so I promise I would talk a little wrestling. I'm going to keep it brief so I can get out of here and let you go. I watched uh, WWE or NXT, 
and Rhea Ripley and Mercedes Martinez, they were in a steel cage match. And I thought that was highly entertaining. I think those young ladies put on a show. It was good to see Randy Orton finally get a beat down. You can't have one guy always winning. It gets boring after a while. And I really don't know what they're exactly doing with Velveteen Dream. He seems to be a little sadistic, um, ghetto, but gay. I mean, I, I don't know if I'm even saying that right, but uh, it's kind of crazy. And I'm going to give props to uh, Dominic Mysterio. I think he's be fantastic. He's coming out of the gate as though he is a veteran. He's working good with this guy, Murphy. He's working great with Seth. And you know what? It was hilarious watching him and his family uh, beat Murphy with the kendo sticks last week. Now, I'm going to say this. AEW, they're stealing money over there from time to time. From time to time, they are good. But Jeff, Chris Jericho can be lazy. Matt Hardy with his kid in the audience with no mask, looks like a very young child, didn't make sense. The hangman drunk angle, we've seen that over and over again in the 70s, 80s, and 90s. So I don't even like that. They need to work on getting those belts looking better. The ladies' belts look horrendous. Uh, you know, you got Taz, Jake the Snake, and Billy Gunn over there just stealing. And when they get a match and it's not very good, they seem to just rely on the old Dusty Rhodes principle. Give them blood. If it's bleeding, it makes it seem hotter than it is. And I'm not really buying into it. Ring of Honor, I don't even know this one. I was hoping a buddy of mine would have called in because we were supposed to discuss wrestling. He's a bigger wrestling head than me. Ring of Honor is doing repeats of their shows. But on these repeats, they're allowed to use wrestlers who are now working in other companies' films. And I don't even know legally how that goes, but I guess it is what it is. Eric Young is now the champion. And impact wrestling. I don't, you know, I guess that says it all right there. And this Orange Cassidy guy in this mimosa match with Chris Jericho was ridiculous. Uh, I'm all for the little guys because I'm not the tallest man. I'm vertically challenged. No, I'm fine with that because that's what it is. That's the way I was made. So I can't, I don't complain about how things are. But this Orange Cassidy with the uh, Jake, uh, I don't even know. I forget this actor. There's, you know, the, the actor from Drive, the actor don't seem to give a fuck. Well, that's his, his character, I guess. He's from whatever, whenever. Who cares? You know, that's my weight. Who cares? Whatever. You know, with his shades on. But this dude is horrible. He's wearing the leggings, the wrestling boots. So, I, you know, I'm not a big fan of uh, this Orange Castle. And first of all, I would have to say... AEW has some horrible names for wrestlers. The Best Friends, Orange Cassidy. I mean, I could see if he was from the old C, but I mean, damn, what is an Orange Cassidy? You would expect that to be the most ginger of ginger men that you've ever seen in your life. And um, I'm going to just thank you for being with me. This has been Strange Talk with Doc, and I hope that you come back again soon. And uh, like I said, I'm going to be doing shows every Monday. I'm going to do a sports wrap up. And then every Tuesday, I mean, Saturday, I'm going to do my regular show. Come visit my website. Leave a comment. You can uh, interact with me there. All my information is there. My phone numbers are there. 
my emails are there. I set up a blog there so that you can actually, like I said, chat with me and such. And I'm going to tell you like I tell you each and every time, people, when I sign off, peace to you and peace to yours.